Hello, and welcome back to the It's Fine, Everything's Fine podcast. I'm your host, Bailey Coughlin. As you can probably tell from the title of today's episode, I'm going to be talking about how my life changed overnight. Back in May, I was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. So in this episode, I'm going to be diving into what type 1 diabetes is, my diagnosis story, and how it has changed my life so far. But before we get into that, I'm going to do my current favorite of the week, my quote of the week, and my highs and lows. So my current favorite right now is my morning walk with a podcast. Every morning, I wake up super early before it gets too hot out so I can take my dog for a walk. And I love turning on a podcast to listen to while I go walk for whatever length the podcast is. Some of my favorite podcasts are the 80-20 podcast with Lily Rako, Manifest with Tori DeSimone, Digital Diary with Hannah Elise, of course, Happy Hour with Gretchen Garrity. I also love Gals on the Go podcast and In Bloom podcast with Abby Aslan. So those are some of my favorites. It's kind of the podcasts I like to listen to. Um, sometimes I switch it up, but those are always my go-tos. And it just feels really nice to listen to podcasts on my walk um, instead of music. Just switch it up and starts off my day on a really good note. So yeah, right now that is my favorite, doing a morning walk with a podcast. That's how I like to start my day. My quote for the week is, you can do hard things. This quote resonates a lot with me post-diagnosis. It's a really great reminder, I think, for anyone and everyone, no matter where you are in life, to just keep going, keep pushing. So yeah, I just wanted that to be the quote for this week. I think it fits in to the theme. Um, It's been a good reminder for me as I go along with this journey, and I hope it is a good reminder for you as well. My highs and lows for the week, um, I'm going to share a high. I am very excited to be getting back into podcasting. I took a much longer than expected break for a few reasons. <laughs> Being diagnosed with diabetes was one of them. I also uh, recently moved to Texas, so trying to get all of that figured out. Took a break from the podcast and everything, but I am super excited to be finally in Texas and getting back into the podcast. Just as a side note, I think I was going to originally call this little segment happy or crappy because of uh, a site class that I had. We would always share our happy and crappy every Monday when we came together and meet before class actually started and I really liked that idea but I am going to change the name of this little segment to highs and lows because um, highs and lows are something that I deal with every day now with type 1 diabetes so I thought it would be fitting to change happy or crappy to highs and lows. So yeah, that is my current favorite for this week, my quote for the week, and my high for the week. So let's get into the episode. To begin, what is type 1 diabetes? I'm not going to lie, before I was diagnosed, I really didn't know a lot about diabetes, and I think that's pretty common for most people. They just kind of, you know, maybe you just know that type 1 exists and type 2 exists. 
Uh, I knew a few people growing up that had type 1. I remember the Disney Channel would always talk about how Nick Jonas has type 1 diabetes. Um, And I heard the stereotypes of type 2 diabetes just being people who ate a whole bunch of sugar and got really fat. And that's how you get type 2 diabetes. So that was kind of my limited knowledge. I knew there was type 1. I knew there was type 2. And that was about it. So I really want to make it a point to help share my knowledge and just awareness for type 1 now that I have it. And so yeah, type 1 diabetes, um, according to the Mayo Clinic and the CDC, it is a chronic condition where the pancreas makes little or no insulin. And insulin is a hormone the body uses to allow sugar or glucose to enter the cells that produce energy. And without insulin, blood sugar can't get into the cells, and instead it builds up in the bloodstream. Uh, This is a problem because when you have all of that sugar building up in the bloodstream, your high blood sugar can be very damaging to the body. It causes a whole bunch of different complications in diabetes. So that's kind of um, the basis, is that people with type 1 diabetes, it's an autoimmune disease where our bodies, our pancreas can't produce insulin to break down the sugars in our body that um, a person without type 1 diabetes would normally, their pancreas just be able to do that and they wouldn't have to think about what they're eating or anything like that. And type 1 is less common than type 2. Only about 5 to 10 percent of people with diabetes have type 1 and there is no prevention of diabetes for type 1 it is a it's caused by an autoimmune reaction where the body attacks itself by mistake and that reaction destroys the cells in the pancreas that make insulin which are called beta cells and this process can go on for months or years before symptoms appear so there's really no telling there's no rhyme or reason why or when it happens it's just a reaction that happens in the body So one day, my pancreas basically just decided to stop working. And looking back, I can kind of see some of the symptoms of maybe when it could have started to happen, but it'll just never really be something we know for sure at the moment. So that is in brief what type 1 diabetes is, little autoimmune disease where my pancreas does not produce insulin on its own, which is why I now have to take insulin to survive, which that's a super fun guessing game um so some of the symptoms that uh pop up and that i experienced as well uh, are um, being very thirsty losing weight without trying being very hungry frequent urination feeling really tired having very dry skin nausea vomiting and stomach pains so now to get into how I was diagnosed and my diagnosis story. I started out, it was like the first week of May. I had just got done playing in a summer volleyball league. I had gone home that night. I kind of felt not great going to bed but I just thought it was a stomach ache or that I just ate too much so I just went to bed like normal 
Then in the middle of the night, I woke up, got sick, went back to bed, was kind of annoyed. I was like, oh man, that really sucks. Then when I woke up in the morning, I went to the bathroom, got sick again, and then I was like, oh man, I feel gross. I'm definitely sick, must have caught a stomach bug. So I called into work, tried to hydrate with electrolytes and just eat really plain foods, and I just couldn't keep anything down. I didn't feel good. I was just laying around on the couch. I couldn't eat anything. The sugary drinks like Body Armor and Gatorade I was trying to drink were just too sweet. And as the days went on, I just got really lightheaded and I felt super weak. And my mom was like, if you get any worse, like you need to go to the ER. And so I just kept on laying on the couch, not feeling good, maybe getting an hour or two of sleep. And just kind of sitting there trying to see if I would get better. Tried to keep drinking electrolyte drinks and eating things and it just wasn't going well. So finally, um, I had been laying around on the couch uh, because I couldn't get comfortable sleeping in my bed. So I was on the couch and in the middle of the night, I just got up to go to the bathroom. I was super weak, super lightheaded. I could not stop downing water like I was so thirsty and all of a sudden I felt like I couldn't catch my breath and it was at like 3 30 in the morning on a Monday and I was like this is not good I I really don't feel good so I finally called my mom and I was like mom you need to take me to the ER like right now like this is I'm not okay so my mom came and got me and she took me to the ER at like 3.30 in the morning on a Monday after a week of me laying on the round, laying around on the couch just not feeling good and the doctor started running a whole bunch of different tests on me and they finally came back after a few hours and they said it was type 1 diabetes and my blood sugar was in the 400s which meant that I was in DKA. DKA stands for diabetic ketoacidosis And it basically just means with my blood sugar being so high, like there was so much buildup in the bloodstream of all the different glucose and sugars that my body just couldn't break it down. And it was becoming acidic from my understanding. That's what was happening. So I had to stay in the hospital for a few days to try to get my blood sugars back in check. And they were pumping me full of fluids and I had um, like three IVs in at one point running all the different fluids I eventually had to get a pick line put in because I had to get labs every four hours to test my blood sugars and they were having a really hard time drawing blood from my hands. They kept on like prodding and poking at me and just couldn't get blood from my veins and I had the IVs in my arm so they couldn't draw blood from my arm. So eventually they had to put a pick line in me. Um, So got that and I... I was in the hospital for three days total. The first two days, I still couldn't eat anything. I felt super weak, super groggy still. I was getting pumped full of fluids. And then I got the pick line. And on the third day, I had finally started eating again, which was good. Maybe it was the like night, the second night. Mm, no, I think it was the... It, whatever. So 
I, at the hospital, got to talk to the dietitian and diabetes educator there. So she came in um, the second day I was there and started trying to explain to me what type 1 diabetes is and carb counting and um, how my body needs insulin to break down the sugars from the carbohydrates and just kind of started supplying me with all of this information and it was pretty overwhelming at first I'm not gonna lie but she was really great and answered all of my questions all of my parents questions and she also sent me home with this really big binder of great resources so I'm thankful for that she also got me started on my Freestyle Libre 3 sensor and showed me how to check my blood sugar with my glucometer and also how to get myself manual injections for my insulin. And she also explained to me um, not only the carb counting ratio that I had, but also my long acting insulin that I have to take once a day. So um, I talked to her for a while after getting out of the hospital and so yeah she's one that also set me up with my free celebrate three which is my um continuous glucose monitor so while i was in the hospital i don't think it really hit me that i had just gotten diagnosed with type 1 diabetes like obviously the doctor had told me that and i i was kind of in shock still and i just kind of took it and ran with it because there's not a whole lot I there's nothing I can do about it so I just kind of said okay and started trying to observe absorb as much information as I could that the diabetes educator was giving me and when I got home I just kind of dove headfirst into educating myself um and luckily I was only in the hospital for three days And funnily enough, the whole three days I was in the hospital, I just kept asking all of the doctors and nurses if I would be okay by Saturday because I had decided and planned on walking in my spring commencement ceremony for my graduation. And it was the same week that I had gotten diagnosed with diabetes. So I was taken to the ER on Monday morning and I had my graduation ceremony that same Saturday and I was just so concerned that I wasn't going to be able to make it and I just kept asking everybody if I'd be okay by Saturday and everyone said yes you'll be okay set by Saturday you'll be able to walk at your graduation don't worry and I'm thankful that everything went well and I was released uh Wednesday afternoon I was able to go home They told me to kind of take it easy, but I would still be okay to walk at my graduation and just to stay away from alcohol because alcohol can really impact type 1s and it could um, make some people's blood sugars crash. They were like, just stay away from that, but you should be good to go to walk at your ceremony. So, like I said, got diagnosed on a Monday and I walked at my graduation ceremony that same week on Saturday. And uh, another funny thing about the day I got diagnosed, it was May 8th, and so that is now um, what is referred to as my diversary, and (laughs) May 8th is also the day that I got my dog, so May 8th is a very busy day for me. Not only is it my diversary, but it's also my dog's gotcha day, so I felt bad that I was in the hospital on his gotcha day, but I made it up to him later with a pup cup.
so yeah that is my story getting diagnosed with type 1 diabetes some of the symptoms that i had looking back obviously um for a few months prior i had actually started noticing that i was losing weight without trying but i had originally attributed that to just eating better and working out more and having a consistent workout routine so i didn't think anything of it um and with that i also was super thirsty all the time and had to pee all the time and i just thought it was because i was finally being hydrated and I also was super hungry, and I thought that was because I was just working out more, so I had a bigger appetite. And then it wasn't until, like, that night that I had played volleyball that all of a sudden I started feeling sick as far as, like, nauseous and stomach pains. And that's when I got really sick. And then... um it obviously escalated from there and after I got diagnosed looking back I kind of realized that wow I did have all of these symptoms of type 1 diabetes but when it spread out over months at a time and it initially hit you just I just didn't think anything of it I just kind of brushed off all of the stuff from previous months and it wasn't until I got really sick and it was lasting longer than a week that I was like, okay, this is not the stomach bug. This is something way more serious. And sure enough, it was type 1 diabetes. So I don't want to say any of that to scare you. It was just those are the symptoms that I had. And looking back, um, I definitely had those symptoms for a few months before I got diagnosed. And the next thing I want to move into is my current setup. Um, just for any other type 1 diabetics, if you're out there, if you're curious, I just kind of always like knowing what other people's setups are. I kind of mentioned that in the hospital I got set up with my uh, Freestyle Libre 3. So that is the current continuous glucose monitor or CGM that I am on. Uh, the glucometer that I have is the OneTouch Ultra 2. And then I am still doing manual injections and I use a rapid acting and a long acting insulin and they are Novolog and Basilglar insulin pens. And um, I am hoping to eventually get an insulin pump. I would love to get the Omnipod 5. Um, if anyone from Omnipod is listening, I would love to get an Omnipod 5. I have seen nothing but great things from people I follow with Omnipod 5s and Dexcom G6 setups. I think it's really cool that the Omnipod 5 is a tubeless insulin pump and that it can talk to the Dexcom G6 over Bluetooth. And I also think it's really cool that people can get their blood sugars um, on their Apple Watches with the Dexcom G6 as well. So that would be like my ideal setup someday to have the Omnipod and Dexcom set up with my Apple Watch so I can just um, check my sugars on my watch and that would just make life super easy. I just really want an insulin pump. Hopefully I'll get one soon. Um, and it would be really great if I could get the Omnipod. So 
that's my current setup and I would love to um, get a new setup in the future. And I'll keep you updated if I do get a new setup or pump in the next couple of months. Now, moving on to um, how I have changed my life since being diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. I am mainly going to be focusing on diet exercise. Before I was diagnosed with type 1, I was vegan slash vegetarian for like five years. And... I tried to stay vegetarian after getting diagnosed, but it just got really difficult. I'm not going to lie. I felt very limited in the foods that I could eat, and I just was getting really frustrated, and I didn't want to make it any more difficult on myself. So I decided that I would no longer be vegan or vegetarian, and I would start eating meat again And it has been really helpful because with type 1, I was recommended um, by the dietitian as well as some of the books that I've been reading to eat low-carb, high-protein. So um, being vegetarian, that was just really difficult to eat low-carb because when I was vegan and vegetarian, I ate a lot of carbs to supplement in my diet. And I'm not saying that any one thing is healthier or not than the other. Diet and food is very specific from person to person. And obviously now that I have type 1 diabetes, I need to eat differently. And so I try to eat lower carb, higher protein. And that's why I decided to start eating meat again. I try to keep my like three main meals under like 40 45 grams of carbs and I make sure to eat things higher in fiber and more complex carbs and um, something that I had to come to terms with was trying to was um, giving up or not giving up, but just not eating as many of the simple carbs that I used to when I was vegan and vegetarian, um, like potatoes and white bread and baked goods and pastries, because those carbs are sugar bombs, basically. They just really make your blood sugar spike. So I'll still have some of those things as like occasional treats, but I just, I can't, I don't like eating those all the time because it just makes my blood sugars very difficult to deal with. Um, and I also try to get at least a hundred grams of protein a day. And, um, I can also, I'm going to share some of my favorite low carb snacks and meals. Um, so some of my favorite low carb meals are low carb burrito bowls that I make at home with cauliflower rice and chicken or ground beef with um, like fajita veggies, like peppers and onions, and salsa on top. Those are super easy, delicious, great for meal preps and on the go. I also really like salads, which sounds, I never thought I would, um, say that I love salads, and even my, like, close friends and families are shocked that I am so in love with salads now, but I really, like uh southwest style salads 
um like chick-fil-a has the southwest style salad and that's really good otherwise um like thai and cashew salads are great i love getting the little salad kits from the store and just throwing some um, air fried chicken on them another super easy quick meal on the go and i also really love oikos triple zero yogurt or too good yogurt with um peanut butter that's one of my go-to snacks that's very low carb high protein um i also have tried a few different protein bars i really like the power crunch bars um the ones that have 20 grams of protein i like the texture of them because it feels almost like you're eating a candy bar and it's 20 grams of protein and i think it has a good amount of fiber in there as well i also don't mind the quest protein bars and i really like the quest nacho chips that's another great low carb snack um, as far as sweet treats, I also like the Yasso frozen yogurt bars. Rebel ice cream is a really good low-carb ice cream, and I've only tried a few flavors of that. And I also really like little dark chocolate peanut butter cups. Um, the Skinny Dipped brand and the Unreal brand are both super low-carb and delicious. So those are favorite. Those are a few of my favorite meals and low carb snacks as far as snacks for treating my low blood sugars my personal go-to is starburst so if i all of a sudden start going low i'll just pop a starburst and wait a few minutes and then i uh, normally start to come back up pretty quickly after that um i know other people really like gummy bears Uh, i've seen people do candy corn or like gels i also have glucose tabs that i keep in my car and in my purse with me all the time um i just think i'm gonna trade a low i would rather eat a starburst because it tastes a little bit better than a glucose tab so those are some of my favorite high and low snacks the next way that diabetes has um impacted my life i wouldn't necessarily say change my life um but with exercise I have always been a pretty active person. I was a two-sport athlete growing up. I played soccer and volleyball, so I am super familiar with workout routines and just being active. And before I got diagnosed, I was actually um, trying to train for a 5K, so I was running a lot and weightlifting a few times a week. Um, I've also really enjoyed yoga over the years and so I have tried to stick with all of my favorite activities and not change the way that I work out because exercising with diabetes is really important. Exercise can really help keep your blood sugars in range. So I try to make sure that every morning I walk my dog um, because for me personally having a walk every morning or at least reaching like 10,000 steps a day really helps with my blood sugars and um, will normally lower them or just keep them more in control. I have noticed that like high intensity workouts like intense weightlifting or when I play volleyball um, my blood sugar does spike a little bit so I've had to learn to correct that but I'm still learning patterns and uh, I'm trying to incorporate 
all the different ways that I like to work out before diabetes. I'm still trying to do all of them after getting diagnosed with diabetes because I don't want diabetes to change my routine or limit me in any way. So yeah, as far as diet and exercise, I've just kind of learned that I feel my best when I take my morning walks, I eat low carb, high volume, mostly whole foods and high protein. And I've just kind of realized that after finding out the hard way, I don't feel as good when my sugars are high and it's harder for me to bring them back down mentally and physically if I, you know, try and eat a whole bagel, bolosing for that um, is a little bit more challenging. Um, but I'm still working on it, getting better, trying to bolus for new foods, different foods, and just trying to keep normalcy of life before diagnosis with now living life with type 1 diabetes um so yeah that's kind of how my diet and exercise has changed a little bit I've tried to keep things the same but I obviously have had to make some changes and there's a lot of different resources that have helped me with these changes um some really great books uh the first book that i read about diabetes is the bright spots and landmines diabetes guide i wish someone had handed me by adam brown read that book um in like two two or three days like i couldn't put that book down it was so good and so helpful um so yeah i really like that book some great people i follow on instagram are meg type one she's on instagram and tiktok Um, I also really love Kylie, the diabetic yogi on Instagram and TikTok. Um, And I started listening to the Juicebox podcast. And um, I think the other podcast I listen to is Reclaim Your Rise with uh, Lauren Bongiorno. She also has uh, Risely as her uh, diabetic health coach program. So I really like following her as well. Um, But there's been a lot of really great people I've followed online that share their type 1 diabetes journey and that kind of ties into the next thing I want to talk about as far as how diabetes has changed my life Um, I feel like it has actually really inspired me and I know this might sound kind of weird to some people but I have just really felt inspired and welcomed into this new and amazing community of people with diabetes and from the people that I have followed online and just the things that I have seen type 1 diabetics do and the more I learn the more I am inspired to just keep living life and not let diabetes stop me because I have struggled with anxiety in the past and kind of talked myself out of doing a lot of things or come up with excuses to not do things. Um, My diabetes has honestly helped me flip the script on that and has pushed me to not let my diabetes be an excuse for not doing something in life because even though living with type 1 diabetes makes things more challenging and a lot more thought and effort and preparation goes into everyday things um I don't want that to stop me from continuing to try new things and do things that I love um for example I really like going for hikes and 
before going for a hike, I, you know, you could just, I could just hop in my car with my dog and a bottle of water and drive and go on a hike and worry about food later. But now with type 1 diabetes, I have to think about um, my meals, different snacks, if I'm going to go high or low, having a little cooler for my insulin, make sure that stays cold while I'm out hiking. And what time am I going to be hiking? Because, well, I need to take insulin during that. I need to remember to take insulin before I eat lunch. And there's just a lot more little things that go into life with type 1 diabetes. And even though I know it makes things more challenging, I don't want that to be an excuse. I don't want that to stop me from traveling someday. And I have just really been inspired by seeing other people doing stuff with type 1 diabetes, whether it is traveling or bodybuilding, um, to just not let my diabetes be what stands between me and doing what I want to do and living my life to the fullest. And another way that diabetes has inspired me is through educating myself and others with diet and exercise, I have always been super interested in health and wellness, and I always thought it would be really cool to become a personal trainer someday, and now that I have type 1, it's also really inspired me to learn more about food and the way food and exercise can really impact your body, And I think it would be so cool to one day become a registered dietitian and certified diabetes educator to not only learn more and help myself with my diabetes, but then to help educate others with their diabetes and um, become like a life coach for them or a diabetes health coach and help others through diet and exercise because I think that's just a cool world and seeing how all of those things interact and then being able to help people and connect with people in that way. I think it's really cool. And yeah, now being part of this amazing community, it's really awesome that I can all of a sudden see all these people out and about with pumps and CGMs. And it's it's really awesome to be such be a part of such a cool and amazing community. So yeah, those are um, some of the ways that type 1 diabetes has inspired me. I hope you learned some things from this episode, whether you have type 1 diabetes yourself, if you have type 2, if you know people that have diabetes, if you're just learning about it for the first time, I hope you learned um, some valuable things about type 1 diabetes. Um So yeah, I just wanted to share my diagnosis story and a little bit about type 1 and just kind of share how it has changed my life so far with diet, exercise, inspiration, being a part of this community. And in the future, I will probably make some more episodes on type 1 diabetes because that is such a large part of my life now. That's not the only thing I'm going to be talking about on this podcast, but I do have a lot to say about it. So if you have any questions, I am more than happy to answer them. You can message me on the podcast Instagram at it's fine, everything's fine pod. I will always have that linked in the description in the show notes. So 
yeah, that uh, is today's episode. And that's how my life changed overnight getting diagnosed with type 1 diabetes in my 20s. Thank you again so much for listening to this episode. Make sure you like it, subscribe, write a review, follow the podcast Instagram once again at it's fine everything's fine pod. Don't forget, it's fine, everything's fine.